0: This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today.
1: Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com.
2: return with liberty conspiracy on free talk live i'm gardner goldsmith and i welcome you to join us every monday through friday live at 6 p.m eastern time for the liberty conspiracy because freedom is out of fashion you can tune in on rumble on rockfin and on my twitter slash x at guard goldsmith g-a-r-d goldsmith Please spread the word if you like the information you're getting and join us in any of the chats. I want to turn to a picture on the ground. Uh, This came from Kim Iverson earlier today. Kim uh, was speaking with an ophthalmologist, Dr. Yasir Khan, and Dr. Khan uh, sat down with her and described how he comes from the United States. He was actually born in India, comes, uh, lived most of his life in the United States, is married, has a family. And uh, when he saw what was going on in Gaza, he wondered if he might have the opportunity to go down there with his ophthal- uh, ophthalmology skills and try to help people in some way. Well, it turns out that the only way to get in there is through the World Health Organization. So he had to get roped into that as much as he disliked it. I'm sort of encapsulating a couple of things that he mentioned before the segment that I'm going to show you here. But I want to give you an idea of what it's like there as far as the hospitals that have been destroyed, as far as the absolutely um, uh deceptive and duplicitous things that the Israeli government under Netanyahu has told the refugees on where to go and then started bombing them there. All that stuff is encapsulated in just a couple minutes in this conversation with Dr. Khan and Kim Iverson. And I also want to mention that you can see just how few hospitals are left there and what they do to medical workers again, these are war crimes we're talking about here. This is Pompeo dancing with possible war criminals. Any of those soldiers who are involved in that, first of all, they get their guns through taxation, which is immoral. They're occupying. They have no right to self-defense. But let's see what Kim Iverson has to say here, because this, I think, is very valuable. Here we go. Mm-hmm.
3: and new Year's, and that's when I was kind of going and uh by that time you know there, there's only two major hospitals left like two full functioning hospitals left the rest were smaller partial service hospitals and that was the Nasser hospital mm-hmm. and the European Gaza hospital okay and at that point in time, when I was leaving Nasser hospital was a hotbed of activity uh there's a lot of um uh, fighting going on and the israeli forces were basically at their doorstep with their tanks and whatnot, and uh, the surrounding buildings were being bombed around Nasser with European Gaza the israeli forces were about a kilometer away from the hospital so not right there at, at the time that i went so i knew i was going to Khan Yunis i thought i'd be either at Nasser or European or both i didn't know until i got there that what 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 the what the lay of the land was and uh, i realized that you know there's some work that i had to do at Nasser um, and I definitely met some of the eye surgeons and plastic surgeons, and, and I was planning on going and seeing some patients there. But the whole – and they said, listen, we'll take you at, at in the morning in an ambulance. Not that that makes a difference because they've been right. bombing ambulances, right? So mm-hmm. it's like not necessarily – All right, let's pause it right there.
2: Not that that makes a difference because they've been bombing ambulances. So this is a guy who volunteered to leave his family and go into this dangerous area to try to help people, and he knows – that even if he's in an ambulance, the Israeli forces using weapons we're paying for might kill him. I, I, I It's it just words fail me. It's just incredible.
3: Yeah, you know, it's, it's Social Security because... As we've learned in this war, uh, Israel has no limits, really, that that I can see. Uh, there is uh, no limits as to what they'll strike. But so in any, but any case, this is, we'll take you, will inform the authorities, uh, you know, Israel authorities. Even that doesn't help, um, you know, that you're coming. But the point was that if the Israeli forces moved into Nasser Hospital, which they did eventually, right, uh, shortly uh, a, a week or two weeks after I left and moved in, then I'd be stuck. And I, I wouldn't be able to get out, right, mm-hmm. which is the case right now. And so I didn't want to take that chance, so I stayed at European Casa.
2: Okay. Uh Okay. So I just wanted to give you that and uh, just excellent work by Kim Iverson. And, uh, you know, she doesn't have a huge team. Uh, she started that show, I think, pretty much by herself. She only has a couple people helping her out. It's it's a lot like the Redacted folks, which, by the way, I haven't seen Redacted live for the past couple of days, and I've got to check to see. Uh, hopefully, everything's okay and they're just taking some time off or something like that. Uh, but holy smoke, awesome information from her, from Ron Paul, from uh, Jimmy Dore's team, from uh, Richard Grove and Tony Myers on Grand Theft World. Uh, So many, so many great people who are actually focusing on stuff that I find to be, you know, really valuable and worthwhile. And unfortunately, so much is dominated by this unbelievable U.S.-backed slaughter and, of course, the U.S. proxy war in Ukraine. We've got Israel and Ukraine and the bill right now. So what's going to happen? We don't know. We don't know, obviously. But there are other bills that are on tap. And for that, I want to turn to another theme and compliment someone, get some more feedback from you folks. And let's hear from John Lydon again with, of course, Public Image Limited, the song called "Fishing" from the album, generically called Album. Here is our surveillance theme, one and all. And, of course, the chorus at the end of the song is go crawl back into your dustbin, like the dustbin of history. Go crawl back into your dustbin. Go crawl back. Steve Vai on guitar. You can't go wrong. Like I mentioned, uh, uh, I went to go see uh, Dweezil Zappa and uh, the Frank Zappa band doing all sorts of great Frank Zappa stuff with my buddy Malcolm. And uh, there was one point where they were going to do the Black Page. I was unfamiliar with the Black Page. It just blew me away. But Dweezil turned to the audience at a certain point. He said, this next song is really complex. And uh, it's kind of tough. I don't know if I'm up. Uh, up on the skills to be able to play this song my dad of course wrote it he could play it is there anybody around anybody want to you know you think he could do this uh you think he could do this uh you know a real good job here on stage and then over on stage stage left or is, i don't know what uh, you're left they're right uh you hear this i think i could do it and steve Vai comes walking out and people are like, whoa, Steve Vai, because of course he played with the mothers for a long time and stuff like that. Steve Vai comes out, and my buddy Monk is like, dude, we're seeing Steve Vai. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, I've already seen Steve Vai. He goes, When did you see Steve Vai? I was like, I saw him play for Public Image Limited on the album tour. He goes, No way. I'm like, Yeah, man, he was he was touring with John Lyon in 1986. I still have the tour t-shirt. It says tour t-shirt on it. <laughs> How awesome is that? Very cool. Of course, in the long run, it doesn't really mean all that much other than I got to enjoy some amazing guitar work. But uh, it was great to see Steve Vai and, and Dweezil go, go go to town. They just did a great job. So surveillance, a couple points about surveillance to bring up. OK, uh, first of all, I want to turn to this one. Uh, here it is. The American conservative has a very good piece on what Thomas Massey is trying to stop. Small. And we've talked about this before, but it's really coming to a head now. And I think it reveals a great deal about the worldwide intention and how they're using multiple narratives as vectors to try to take control over people's land. You know, David Knight earlier had uh, the Tennessee senator on uh, nicely, Senator nicely, who's um, uh, uh, who invited uh, Courtney Turner on to testify a couple weeks ago. And they talked about the NAC thing. And uh, the natural assets, right, natural asset companies, which is it's all based on a canard. It's all based on unicorn farts. It's all based on what they say is the expense of carbon, although it doesn't have an expense. It's carbon dioxide, and it gets used in this living atmosphere. Um, it's it's all based on numbers that they spuriously create. And then they say, well, you'll get a tax discount, or you'll, you can retain a value in this um, so-called greenhouse gas initiative uh, punishment that would be applied to you. So that's a value. And it's all utter nonsense. If you don't put this this land into use, then that means it's valuable. Um, If you would like to buy it as a politician yourself, personally, and you think you've got some great goal of keeping it fallow or, you know, making it somehow carbon friendly, you go ahead and do it but you don't tell other people that they can create a value off of something on the marketplace when it has not been shown to have had any value because there's no trading actually going on to show any value. And of course, there has been, has been no tort law claim against carbon dioxide. But here is the fight that Massey is fighting against the tagging of the cattle. Now, this is ostensibly being done, of course, to watch out for those terrible cattle diseases that, of course, if the government gets involved, just like they did in England with the hoof and mouth thing back in the um, early 2000s, um, they screw it up and they slaughter thousands of head of cattle, despite the fact that the cattle were completely fine. I was there at the time in England. And the same guy who was behind the COVID canard and the bogus numbers for that Uh, was behind the hoof-and-mouth thing around, what was it, 2002, 2003. And I had just come back from Newcastle and seen the damned in Newcastle. And I got to say, I was literally at Heathrow Airport watching the news, seeing that they were going to be shutting down flights later that day. I just got out. And they were going to take people and inspect their shoes, because they thought they might have traipsed on ground that was infected with hoof and mouth the whole thing was bogus millions and millions and millions of dollars lost by farmers all over the uk because they had to slaughter cattle Uh, it's just insane so that is ostensibly the reason they're doing this okay they have no no moral ethical or constitutional power to do it but here we have the american conservative is writing about what they're trying to do nonetheless small cattle farmers win friends in washington good As animal farming becomes more controversial and concerns about so-called pandemics intensify, a federal government initiative to track the interstate movement of every head of cattle and bison may well take make matters worse. Carmel Richardson writes this. I like that name, Carmel Richardson. There are at least two proven ways to cause a ruckus in the state of Kentucky. The first is to brag about the superior qualities of Tennessee whiskey. The second is to tell a farmer that, in the words of old Ronnie, you're from the government and you're here to help. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has done the latter. And Representative Thomas Massey, a Kentucky Republican, took to X, formerly Twitter, this week to sound the alarm over a new rule proposing to electronically track every head of cattle and bison. Now, this has been around for a while, but they're just getting on this on American Conservative. And it shows you, again, the power of... Thomas Massey, getting that information out there via X. And I have to say, as a person who writes for MRC TV, sometimes because someone brings an issue back on Twitter or publicly does that, it can cause secondary stuff weeks after they might have first spoken about it. So that gives us a second chance to cover it when we might have missed it. So that, again, is a positive of, of a very widespread social media phenomenon like X. So continuing here. He is very much sounding the alarm over a new rule proposing to electronically track every head of cattle and bison. Herd animals are already required by the unconstitutional USDA. And by the way, that goes back to the Lincoln administration. Yeah, yeah, I know, the criminal Lincoln administration to, visibly, to be visibly tagged for tracking. But now the bureaucracy wants them to be electronically traceable as well. So you can see already they've accepted so many people have accepted the first part of it that the second part is just a natural outgrowth well you've accepted the visual tagging of that why not the electronic tagging right there you go none of it is acceptable all of it is an imposition if they ask people to just change the color of the cattle on their ears that would be unconstitutional and immoral That's the key. The second part for the average American who has little or no connection to industrial farming operations. This sounds strange. Why would the government need to track animals? The purported reason is to prevent the spread of disease or at least to track its spread and better identify contaminated meat cattle that have mixed with the uncontaminated. Well, as we mentioned, folks, you know, uh, much of the uh, meat packing inspection stuff, that we saw in the 1920s that came about because of a novel uh, was utterly bogus. The whole thing was a setup. Uh, the Mises Institute has great background information on this, and we played some of that on this program. I'll have to see if I can dig up that, uh, that background info and put it back out there for you. Um, but regardless, uh, the idea that the government is going to protect you from yourself is pretty darn conceited, isn't it? Well, let's continue. Why would the government need to track animals? The purported reason is to prevent the spread of disease, or at least to track its spread and better better identify contaminated meat cattle that have mixed with the uncontaminated. As we mentioned, folks, uh, the, uh, the push by the USDA in favor of large conglomerate ranchers rather than small independent farmers that would slaughter on hand at their sites means that you actually are getting more mixing of potentially diseased cattle than you would if you had separate cells where people were slaughtering their own stuff and if somebody got sick they could spot that place and stop it pretty darn quickly it's just unbelievable the stuff that they do but it's all for public health so everybody's rights have to be sacrificed they say here the USDA plans to require electronic tanks to better protect our national livestock herd, also known as our national meat supply. It's ours. Did you know that? Did you know it was yours? I didn't know. I didn't know that I, I owned it and I have some say over how it should be done until I go to buy it. Or the seller can see what my consumer preferences are and start to steer it in that direction. Interesting, isn't it? It is necessary here to take a step backward and explain some facts about the nature of industrial agriculture and food processing. In order to have ground beef in every grocery store every day of the week for less than $4 per pound, yeah, talk to Joe, Joe Biden about that, a few things have to happen. First, cattle must be fed a corn-heavy diet to fatten them to a weight and a speed which a grass-only diet could never match. This diet is not natural to cows. It causes serious gut problems for cows and humans. More on that in a moment. Still, it is still the industry's preferred method of fattening cattle due to the simple equation of greatest yield, saleable meat per the shortest period of time. The switch from grazing to feeding also allows a lot more meat cows to be crammed into fewer pen lots, saving the farmer in both acreage and grass. Of course, this results in very poor conditions for the cows, which often stand ankle-deep in their own waste and mud. Well, you need a citation for that. Once fattened, cattle are shipped to central slaughterhouses. This is where the USDA push for the centralization of it has really caused problems. Because you can't do it in anything other than that central slaughterhouse. You can't just do it the way you want to do it. They have all these regulations. Where beef from multiple parts of the country may be mixed indiscriminately in the butchering process. One pound of hamburger could come from the meat of hundreds of different cows. The manure caked on the cow hide doesn't always come off before processing. Rinsing the cow offers another host of problems, and often it contaminates the meat itself, raising the risk of salmonella spread. To, to ameliorate this, skinned beef carcasses are sprayed with an acid mixture to kill some pathogens and rinse off visible contaminants aren't you happy you know about this stuff delish this centralized slaughtering isn't just convenient it is federally mandated for most types of large cattle farming farmers who have attempted to butcher elsewhere or by different methods have been fined and hounded by the usda it is not hard to see how such a setting is a breeding ground for disease and pathogen spread indeed While most infectious diseases in humans originate from animals, many would not exist in our food but for the trade-offs made to produce meat at industrial scale. As one example of this, the producers of the 2008 documentary Food, Inc. reported at the time that dominant strains of E. coli had been transmitted to humans as a result of feeding cows corn. The feed damages their gut even as it fattens them quickly. When that same bacteria is ingested by humans, it can cause severe illness, kidney failure, and death. But it is the cross-contamination that really makes this bacteria lethal. The very existence of a national meat supply, as they call it, all coming from the same order of USDA regulated slaughterhouses means that just a few sick cows can impact massive quantities of food almost instantaneously. That is, industrial farming puts all the eggs in one basket and then wants individual tracking numbers to know when one breaks. There you go problem created by the feds as harry brown said government is good at doing two things i think technically it's three things breaking your legs giving you crutches and saying gee aren't you happy if it weren't for us you wouldn't be able to walk yep miraculously e-coli can be eliminated from cattle within days by returning them to their herbaceous diet it is possible and even likely that a return to decentralized farming would solve a lot of other food diseases too Certainly, it would at least limit the impact of one sick herd on a nation's worth of meat. But the food industry and its regulators are not interested in such revolutionary changes as feeding cows grass. The centralized approach to cattle, deeply calcified by decades of federal regulations and lobbying from the big four meat packers who stand to benefit from these economies of scale, is accepted as a law of nature as certain as gravity around which all of life must work and eat and by ADM, Archer's Daniels Midland, which gets all that ethanol put into our gas tanks and, of course, screws up our gas. They want more cows to eat more corn. That's one reason why Beef Products Incorporated, a meat processing company, became so dominant in the early 2000s, she writes. BPI had come up with solutions to the slaughterhouse disease problem, which didn't depend on open fields. Their solution, which all but eliminated major strains of E. coli from their beef products, was deemed so safe and clean by the USDA that the federal agency exempted BPI from all routine testing in 2007. Gee, sound familiar? Yeah. To the Obama campaign. Mercifully, beef products was dropped by most of these companies a few years later after complaints of meat that smelled strongly of ammonia. (laughs) talk live is brought to you by dash digital cash dash is the cryptocurrency made for spending you can pay your bills with dash at spritz.finance plus they can send dollars to your bank if you still need those for something thanks to the dash dao for sending us 32 dash per month for this sponsorship it's easy to get and use dash you can learn more at dash.org that's
1: dash.org
4: USA News update. A verdict has been handed down in the civil fraud trial involving former President Trump in New York State. The ruling says Trump must pay in excess of $350 million, and it imposes a three-year ban on his business activities within New York State. President Biden blames the death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny on Vladimir Putin.
0: But Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Putin is
2: responsible for Navalny's death. Putin is responsible.
4: Biden commended Navalny's courage in confronting corruption and violence within Putin's government. Two juveniles have been charged in relation to the shooting during the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade, which resulted in one death and 22 injuries earlier this week. Authorities say the juveniles are currently detained at a juvenile detention facility. They are facing a number of charges related to firearms and resisting arrest. John Schaefer, USA News. Hey y'all, Jeff
5: Foxworthy here.
1: We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at Freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live.
0: Free talk.
2: Welcome to Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. I'm Gardner Goldsmith, and you can watch Liberty Conspiracy live each Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Rockman, and my Twitter slash X at Gard Goldsmith. It's G-A-R-D Goldsmith. You also can visit my substack, Gardner Goldsmith, G-A-R-D-N-E-R, and find my articles on economics and breaking news at MRCTV.org, which led to their death. Other torture methods used by the Ukrainian armed forces and security forces include bone crashing, uh, maybe they mean crushing, stabbing and cutting with a knife, branding with red hot objects, shooting different body parts with small arms, the prisoner's Taken captive by the Ukrainian armed forces and security forces are kept for days at freezing temperatures with no access to food or medical assistance and are often forced to take psychotropic substances that cause agony. An absolute majority of prisoners are put through mock firing squads and suffer death and rape threats to their families. Again, this was released on the 16th of March, 2023. Oh, but it goes back farther than that, of course. So let's offer a little something to Mr. Belshi from Scott Horton, my friend, good guy, antiwar.com, Libertarian Institute. Here we go.
3: And I guess based on this and studying history, you would have some concern that the current conflict
6: escalates again based on poor decision making. I got to tell you, man, I think... I I do see a lot of just childishness. You know, like we talked about Neville Chamberlain having his own little nervous breakdown and calling this terrible shot. I think we see a lot of that, Uh, you know, um, skipping way ahead in our story here. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden held this is what they call it. He held the Ukraine brief when he was the vice president under Barack Obama and he was in charge of Ukraine policy. Well, he was in on the coup, and we know he was, because we got Robert Kagan's wife, Victoria Newland, the Assistant Secretary of State for European Affairs, on the phone saying, I just talked to Jake Sullivan, and he said the vice president's willing, and we're going to get Biden on the phone on a conference call with the participants in the overthrow here to give them an attaboy and make sure that the deets stick. So she's really running Biden's errand. As she's plotting the coup d'etat with Jeffrey Pyatt on the phone. Caught red-handed. Two weeks before the coup, they did it anyway. Back to the point, though. I think Joe Biden can ever admit that, even, I guess, to his homeboys at the table. Like, late at night. Hey, this is like a little bit our fault, right? Like, we kind of push it. They're never going to do that. You know, Connelly's is on TV. saying, I think Vladimir Putin might be mentally ill now. Oh, he's mentally ill, huh? He woke up on the wrong side of the bed in the morning, did he? He's got a personal problem. South Park, it was funny, but they said, oh, well, he's 55, and his uh, Johnson doesn't work quite as well as he used to. So now he's trying to recreate his youth from the 1980s and start the Cold War back up. It's a funny joke, but that's not what's going on here.
1: It's not a Cold these War.
6: Have, these people have said, well, oh, sure, it is a Cold War, um, but it sure doesn't have to be. But, I mean, to, be, to cut right to the chase... The Russians have said in the most plain Russian over and over for two decades running and a half that we have some serious security concerns. You guys keep expanding your military alliance and you keep telling us not to mind, but we can't help but notice that your military alliance is getting right up into our front yard here. And we have these security concerns. We'd like to be taken seriously, please. And they've been saying this and saying this and saying this. And you look at Putin's declaration of war. You know, on CNN, they play it on mute in the background while they talk over it. And he just looks mad. But, I mean, again, with the Hitler at the podium ranting thing, why not go ahead and give us the subtitles and tell us what he's saying, man? It's a secret. Remember after September 11th? Well, I don't know if they did this over there where you're from. Here, after September 11th, bin Laden put out his letter to America. And they wouldn't play it. They wouldn't tell, they wouldn't print it in the newspaper and and show the American people what it said because it has secret messages in it that'll activate his sleeper cells and make them kill you and your mama. And so we can't let the American people even hear Osama bin Laden one time say, here's my list of grievances. Bill Clinton's killing Iraqis from bases in Saudi, and it's making me ornery. Do you understand? I mean, I just said that to you and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's what the average person would have made sense to. Like, we all hate Bill Clinton. You're telling me you hate Bill Clinton. That's why he knocked the towers down. That's pretty drastic. But we could understand hating Bill Clinton, you know, so they wouldn't let us know. They, same thing here. Here's pictures of Vladimir Putin looking like a real tough guy or a real Bond villain or a real psycho madman or a really cranky guy. Read the text of the thing. He goes, you know what? We're really concerned that if you put these missiles here, that their flight time to Moscow would only be eight and a half minutes. So you see, I mean, does that sound like irrational raving or it sounds like a guy who's concerned about possible missile installations? And people say that that's just, you know, like a red herring. Like he's just bringing that up as an excuse. But again, they've been saying the same thing for 20 years that you guys are really pushing your luck with this whole military alliance. Well, there was a agree- an agreement not to be right. And Let me go back to the history in one second, but let me make one more sort of metaphysical point before I do yep. first. You hear this all the time. Well, how come Ukraine doesn't have the right to join whatever military alliance they want? You hear that every day, all day. Well, just think about that. Is that really true? Does anyone think for a minute that Canada and Mexico... Have the right to join into a military alliance with Russia and China? Or is that absolutely preposterous? And that, in fact, America would do a regime change in Mexico City or Ottawa in about a day and a half if they even began to consider it. You know, let the Chinese arm up the Mexicans, build military bases, build naval bases in Mexico, threaten San Diego. America would go to nuclear war with China for even trying it. And you know it. And everybody listening to this show right now knows it. Well, there's history in this. Of course. we wouldn't let them put missiles in Cuba. We went to war. You know, the the, the absolute just butchery slaughter of the peasants of El Salvador and Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Because Ronald Reagan said, don't you know that El Salvador is just a day's drive from Harlingen, Texans? Like, yeah. El Salvador is going to invade Texas. But there's some commies down there and we got to cut their mothers and sisters and innocent grandparents to pieces with machetes apparently. It's not fair, but those are the breaks, right? This is a small country in the shadow of a major nuclear weapons state. Right? And That's the easiest way to think about it. Ukraine is Russia's Canada. We will tolerate the independence of Canada as long as it remains a friend of ours. The moment Russia or some other power, the lost continent of Atlantis or someone else tries to steal Canada away from us, America will go to war. Everybody knows that. It's the same thing here. To push the analogy further and we'll get caught up on the history, but this is really the analogy. This is really what we're talking about. Not just building an, a military alliance more abstract. But how about if the Russians had won the Cold War, had incorporated all Western Europe into the Warsaw Pact, and then started working on Latin America, and then they came for Canada. And when the people of Canada voted wrong, the Russians did a coup d'etat twice in 10 years and overthrew the government in Ottawa and the second time, they used a bunch of Hitler-loving Nazis in the street to do it in a violent street push. They overthrow the government in Ottawa, and immediately the new regime starts threatening to kick America out of its naval bases in Alaska, and then it goes to war against the people of British Columbia in Vancouver who refuse to accept the new coup junta. All the while, the Russians are sending in billions of dollars worth of weapons to arm up the new Canadian government that they've installed in power here. What do you think would happen then? I know what would happen. We'd nuke Moscow is what would happen. Well, I don't know if that would happen. We'd We'd yeah, I'm pretty sure. We'd maybe do what uh, Russia's doing now. They would enter into Canada and At the very their least. borders. And, and, and they sure as hell would not have let the war in Vancouver go on for eight years before they rolled their tanks in either. And yet Vladimir Putin, who's supposedly the most dangerous psychopath on the planet, who will cut your throat if you just look at him funny. He's supposed to just sit there and take it, no matter what. And we are supposed to expect that what's he going to do about it is a good enough answer for what he might do about it, like go to war. You know, this is what Ron Paul said to Rudy Giuliani in the world-famous Giuliani moment about it was Bill Clinton's policy in iraq bombing iraq from bases in saudi is what goss attacked on september 11th and in that he says listen if we think we can just go around the world doing whatever we want and there will be no consequences from that we do that at our own peril because of course that's not true there in fact will be consequences and it's just the blindest way of looking at things and again back to this being in great measure joe biden's fault in fact you know as i've been saying to people, look." Because I'm no partisan, I think you know. This is Bill Clinton, W. Bush, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden's fault. But when I say Joe Biden, I don't just mean President Biden. Biden was the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee in the U.S. Senate. Or I guess he was vice chair under the Republicans in the 1990s. He was chair under W. Bush. He was the greatest champion of NATO expansion during that entire time. Under Obama, he was riding shotgun vice president again pushed all of these same policies and again held the brief was we know directly involved in the coup in 2014 so the only time that joe biden hasn't been calling the shots on our ukraine policy was under donald trump and even then a bunch of our ukraine policy was caught up in him and his son's corruption because why did that gas company Burisma hired hun- hire hunter biden it was because They were in tight with the government that Joe Biden had overthrown. So they were worried that the new government was going to be hard on them. So did they hire like a relative of the new regime? No, they went straight for the son of the vice president of the United States who was in on the coup. And we all knew it because it was on the leaked phone call. They went straight for his son and bought him up for a million dollars as an insurance policy to protect their company from being prosecuted by the new government, which is exactly what happened. And Joe Biden intervened. And threatened to withhold a billion dollars in aid from Ukraine unless they would fire the prosecutor who was looking into the company. And all the fact checkers will say that's not true because all those investigations were already closed down. But that's not true. Matt Taibbi did the work and knows Russian and made the calls and did a real investigation, wrote a great report on this, where there were multiple different criminal investigations against Marisma at that time, many of which were still ongoing. So those fact checkers are just going off of what somebody claimed in the post one time that they all just repeat. But that doesn't make it true. So, um, in other words, Joe Biden has been involved, absolutely is up past his eyeballs in responsibility for every bit of this policy for 25 years now. So now he's going to sit there and give a speech where he goes, guys, I blew it. I told you not to worry. The Russians aren't going to react. It'll be fine. And I was wrong. For 30 years, I was wrong. Somehow, got elected president anyway. And here we are. Nope, he's not going to do that. And Bill Clinton's not going to do that. And W. Bush and Connelly's Rice are not going to do that. I mean, Donald Trump might, just because he doesn't even know his own record on Russia, I guess. But um, so that is back to your real question about uh, could we blunder into a real conflict here like the world wars? That are, you know, widely kind of construed to have been blundered into. I think, yes. I think that, like, look at right now, as we're recording this, Antony Blinken is not in Geneva negotiating with Sergei Lavrov. They're not even talking to him. They told the New York Times, we're not even talking to him. Well, who are you talking to, each other? You're not talking to the Russians? You're not trying to stop the war? They're not trying to stop the war.
2: Yeah, of course they're not. And uh, that will tie into – this is a year old, by the way, Uh, as you can see. That will tie into our conversation about the so-called border bill, and uh, we will reiterate what Glenn Greenwald had to say about it actually being a a complete beard for more military-industrial complex spending. And if you follow my Twitter feed, everybody, I want to give you one more item here that I think you might find valuable go over to my at guard goldsmith, Twitter profile X profile, and you'll see right underneath what I just retweeted from Jason Barker, which is an excellent insight. I'll read that in just a minute. Um, I've got this piece here and this comes from actually the world socialist site, but I want to show this to you right here. This is from may of 2022, almost around the same time that they recorded that great video French media documents war crimes by NATO-backed Ukrainian neo-Nazi militias. Again, I have shown you video and and photographs of Joe Biden and Lindsey Graham and Amy Klobuchar and um John McCain uh being in the same room, shaking hands with, being on stage with members of overtly Nazi political elements in Ukraine as they started to put together the new government that would be America-friendly and not Russia-friendly in early 2014. This, again, after the United States already illegally was involved in overthrowing the government that had just been elected the year before. This is all very clear. It's all documented. It's irrefutable. It's all there. Hillary Clinton had left the Obama administration after she was involved with the overthrow of Libya. And, of course, they tried to overthrow Syria. That's what Benghazi was about. Benghazi was supposed to be a weapons transfer place. They were going to take a lot of the weapons that they had given to the Libyan uh, rebels, and they were going to have them shipped up to Syria to people like those in the Al-Nusra Front, with whom John McCain is photographed in Turkey or Jordan. Not sure. I think it was Turkey. Uh, before they went into Syria. And, of course, the United States has been occupying a third of that nation and playing with various elements there. As long as they're friendly to the United States, they're A-OK. Just like Al-Qaeda was. As long as they're friendly to the United States, it's A-OK. They're Mujahideen then, and everything's fine. Here's a little something about war crimes, from the neo-Nazi militias that were supported by that government that the United States put together, thanks to Victoria Newland, Jeffrey Pyatt, and, of course, the friends of Joe and Hillary Clinton and John Kerry. Devastating eyewitness reports are revealing the broad scope of war crimes by Ukrainian neo-Nazi militias armed by NATO against Russia. They expose the criminal character of the U.S.-NATO war on Russia. This from 24th of May by Alex Lantier the us NATO war on Russia, and the pro-war propaganda of the entire French political establishment. These revelations, and by the way, don't forget, if you crack into the WikiLeaks email releases of the uh, Hillary Clinton emails, you'll see, and you can find them, you'll see her communications about how good it would be to overthrow the government of Libya, not only because qaddafi was going to be starting a pan-african gold-based currency but because the french government wanted him out of there she said oh the french president is going to i'm paraphrasing now but you'll find it in one of the emails french president is going to love this essentially yeah yeah i think we get it those revelations come from reports on france's sued radio by adrian bouquet a handicapped former french soldier who traveled to ukraine during the war as a medic And from Le Monde, this newspaper's analysis of a video, which was widely seen on social media, but initially dismissed by the media as Russian propaganda, supports Bouquet's eyewitness statements. Le Monde is politically close to President Emmanuel Macron and, like the rest of the official press, has supported NATO against Russia and Ukraine. Yet on May 16th, it confirmed the authenticity of a video published on social media showing Ukrainian militiamen firing rifles into the knees of Russian prisoners of war who were tied up and defenseless. This took place on March 25th in the village of Malon Rohan near Kharkov. According to Luan, this video was made while a unit of the Ukrainian army and three far-right nationalist militias, the Azov Battalion, Freikor, and Slobo-Zhondrykna Battalion took Malarohan from Russian troops. Indriyano Lenko, the leader of the Slobo, remember the Sloboda Party, the Slobo-Zhondrykna, battalion is visible and identifiable in the video. In other videos, Lamont found on Ian in, 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 in in Holenko's social media accounts. He publishes the traditional slogan of the Ukrainian fascist glory to Ukraine, and poses with the three Russian prisoners of war shot in the March 25th video. Le Monde thus reluctantly admitted the authenticity of a video previously dismissed by French and NATO media as Russian propaganda. Sort of like the Hunter Biden laptop. It's all easily verifiable. It's right in your face. I wonder what Mr. Velshi will, will say about that in his subsequent reporting after the Tucker Carlson interview. I doubt he'll say anything. About the Azov Battalion the flag of which bears the wolf's angel symbol of the Nazi SS division Das Reich that committed crimes against humanity in Ukraine and France during World War II. Bouquet said, quote, There are 20,000 men spread here, there, and everywhere with their super neo-Nazi logo across Ukraine, but it doesn't seem to bother anyone, and they are getting weapons from Europe. He added, quote, you know what they talked about in front of me, because I understand a bit of Ukrainian and Russian, and many of them spoke English? They would crack up, saying that if they ran across Jews or black people, they would cut them up. That is what they talked about, and it really gave them a good laugh. Okay stated that the March 25th torturing of Russian troops by the head of the Slobodzhyansknya battalion is in fact a regular practice of Ukrainian far right militias against Russian prisoners. He said, quote, I saw captured Russian soldiers who had already been really roughed up and who were tied up. We were in a sort of hangar and the captured Russian soldiers were arriving in little vans in groups of 3 or 4. Each time they made the soldiers get out of the vans, the Azov fighters would ask, "Who are the officers? Who are the officers?" Each soldier who got out of the van got a bullet to the knee from an assault rifle, whereas they were defenseless and tied up. I have videos showing this. Otherwise, I would not allow myself to make such allegations, showing Russian soldiers getting bullets in the knee. And the ones who unfortunately decided to say, I am an officer, they got a bullet in the head. And there's a lot more. These, bu- these revelations vindicate the warnings made by the World Socialist website on the U.S.-NATO war against Russia in Ukraine and the close ties between NATO and the far-right Ukrainian regime ever since the NATO-backed pooch in Kiev in 2014. Not only Washington, but also Paris and the other major European imperialist powers who are pouring billions of euros in weapons into the Ukrainian army and neo-Nazi militias are using neo-Nazis to wage a dirty war against Russia. Oh, but Mr. Velshi says, oh, there's some corruption there. Unbelievable. You can find that just tweeted at my Twitter slash X feed. also want to mention Jason Barker's comment. Excellent comment. And there's one that I have sort of attached to that it has to do with Kathy Hochul. Insurrection definition. A violent uprising against an authority or government. Hmm. Our government has upro- uprose they've engaged in an uprising against its authority the people they are serving their interests in the interests of foreign elites instead of us are all politicians guilty of insurrection well the polis is an insurrection that's for sure thanks jason good stuff so now i want to give you a couple other quick items everybody and for that I want to turn to one more theme. It actually encompasses a couple things. It's one of our war themes, but it also encompasses the so-called immigration debate, because that immigration bill that they just pushed wasn't really an immigration bill at all again this is coming from an anarchist a guy who also notes that the constitution doesn't mention the word immigration in it uh but it was a beard the uh, the border thing was a beard that was actually for further expansion of the warfare welfare state for international weapons smuggling There's plenty more Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. Find us every Monday through Friday on Rockfin, Rumble, and Twitter starting 6 p.m. Eastern Time,
1: live. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. Prepare today. Go to mypatriotsupply.com. Mypatriotsupply.com.
0: As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or
6: obligation, Get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at
0: 833-VITAL90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL90.